The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Are those toothpicks? Yeah. Right. <laughs> For a little bit of a... Are we rolling? No. I mean, we can roll whenever no. we want. Okay. Yeah, but the context of this were... I think of like Little People Olympics. The javelin throw. The javelin throw. <laughs> it just pants this dude. <laughs> okay, I love how the uh, <laughs> the cat was just like completely lounging. <laughs> there was another video made like that. I forget. It had to do with shoelaces. Shoelaces? I don't know. It, it was exactly like that, but... What? Your mic go limp? Working on a fucking $10 budget here. Mm-hmm. The hell is going on? There we go. On this episode, we're going to watch Saeed change the stand. Yeah. We're going to order it off Amazon right now. The hell is this? Virus and threat protection. <laughs> we don't need no protection from no fire. No, not at all. Um, yeah, dead hangs have been uh, screwing me up, dude. In a good way. I'm sore. Oh. Uh, yeah, dead hangs. Was it Hormozy? You were telling me Hormozy. Hormozy. Hormozy talks about business, bro. Who was talking about? Or no, no, this Cortez, was Cortez. Alexander yes, Cortez. Cortez. Cortez was talking about dead hangs and how they ultimately did kind of just reform you into back to normal shape. Yeah. Amazing for your shoulders. Yeah. Crazy. I've uh, been doing them. I did not know that my shoulder was that messed up, but turns out it's the lat too. So like the lower end of the lat. Mm-hmm. So doing dead hangs. Yikes, bro. Like it wasn't good for you? It was because it was painful on one side. So it felt like something was stretching, especially near like the armpit area. Yeah. Um, so when that was happening, I'm like, okay, something is definitely going on. Maybe I need to pay more attention. Maybe I need to do this daily. And then you were telling me about Cortez. Daily. Ideally. Yeah. Yeah. And you were saying like, uh, if it hurts too much, you can start on your toes and slowly release. Mm -hmm. And dude, it, it, I mean, think about it. Your body weight is just taking, you're dead hanging, right? You're using your fingers to just kind of lay there essentially your forearms. That's the thing, dude. Every exercise has a progression. You start at the lowest level difficulty and then you slowly increase as you develop more, what's the word? Capability. Hmm. I like this one. Like a lot of people aren't able to hang just straight up off off of a pull-up bar because they have too much weight on them. They're not strong enough, so forth. Yeah. So just start with your toes on the ground. We... (laughs) I already thought of a joke, but <laughs> if you can't hang, there's a door. So <laughs> get out of here. Get out of here, man. Chill people only. 
Because, you know, it's the 2 a.m. podcast. And uh, welcome back to episode 170. We are no longer in the 160s era. We have uh, Damn, upgraded. Bro, each, like, each 10 episodes seems like forever. Mm-hmm. It really does. And it, it kind of helps in the way that you count time, too. Like, this podcast has really brought the perspective of time, you know, into perspective. <laughs> and then before you know it, we're at, like, 310. You, yeah. So it's a paradox. It is. Uh, right now, I think the the coolest things that are happening are uh, where you've been getting a lot more guest interactions. A lot more guests have been wanting to come on, which is amazing, obviously. Uh, That's really where the juice is, I think, for the podcast. Yeah, it's interesting because every guest we have on, it's a different vibe. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but it's like um, there's a learning curve to it. You get me? And some guests, it's, it's so funny because you'll see this a lot, you know, sometimes even just normal guests, like you won't even have to be like a podcast guest or anything. You're, you invite someone to your house and you've seen this guy or person interact in similar situations and then they come through and all of a sudden it's like, <laughs> there's no, some part of engagement is missing because the room feels emptier, especially in a podcast. Like what? What's missing? Well, think about it. What Logan went missing, right? When Logan was missing, mm-hmm. it felt like the episodes were a lot more quiet until we listened back and we were like, ah, here it is. So yeah. what you essentially hear in real time, that emptiness or that blank space in between breaths or people having thoughts before they speak, whatever, you feel like it's awkward. And then you listen back and you're like, no, nope, this sounds like a podcast. <laughs> It's interesting because a lot of the ideas that we lay out don't always make sense while we're saying them, mm-hmm. but then listening back on it while making, you know, edits to the actual episode, it's like, oh, it makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's crazy, bro. But uh, I did stumble upon something very interesting over the weekend and um, have been like nonstop just reading about it. Even found a book about it. <sighs> Mm-hmm. I'm going to love this topic. Yeah. And I think a lot of people are going to love this topic too, because I don't know how many people can relate, but sometimes you have these like little periods of time where you get batches of different kinds of pain. Okay. The most common thing in America would have to be chronic back pain. That's one of the most common things people keep getting treated for basically the rest of their life. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Along that and gastrointestinal issues and like inflammation in the, the, the digestive bowel, like irritable bowel syndrome, all that stuff. Um, and surprisingly, migraines and back pain and shoulder pain. Pain, pain. that would, like yeah. the things that we call like your basic headache or your basic migraine or your basic shoulder pain actually turned out to be not so basic. It's the things everybody think are just normal. Yeah. So here's like a little story. There was a little girl that complained to her father. She's like, my stomach hurts. So he took her to the doctor and they go and they, they find out that, you know, she doesn't have irritable bowel syndrome. Her, her pee is fine. Uh, she, like everything came back healthy. Right. Yeah. And then they'd be like, okay, but where's the pain? Oh, it's right here. So they send her to a chiropractor and they do whatever. Right. And then um, they fix that pain. The pain goes away. Two months later, she's in and she's like, I have shoulder pain. Okay. Um, 
So she goes to a chiropractor, gets that treated, physical therapist, whatever, gets it treated, comes back, and now she has like pain in her hip. So it's just traveling it's to just different traveling. places. Yeah. So it's the same body. It's just you're getting and because we're not knowledgeable enough, we're not educated enough on this. You won't be able to see that there, this is a pattern. Like maybe, maybe this is just one pain signal that's being sent all sorts of places because I'm not taking care of one specific thing. Mm. So, and it's the thing, it's the mind body, bro. The mind body, the divided mind. It's when, um, basically the pain that we think we get, right? Because we're not educated on it. We believe that this form of pain is only physical. So we get it treated. Mm -hmm. So turns out that that's not true. That's very temporary. It's very temporary kind of fixing. What's that? Pulling up a note as well. Oh, hell yeah. So it's very temporary kind of fixing. It turns out that you actually are deeper than that as a human being. What you need to realistically do is find out what emotions are causing this pain. Because it turns out that all that pain, that chronic pain that we call your basic everyday headache or your everyday migraine or your everyday back pain, everyday ankle pain, everyday... Bro, it can be so many types of pain. And uh, if anyone looks this up, uh, there's there's actually a book. It's called The Divided Mind on all this stuff. And it's amazing in, in teaching you that um, forgetting about your emotions, right? So if we bottle up sadness for a really long time, it'll show up in physical pain throughout your yeah. life. Throughout your life. Mm-hmm. The first question people ask is, okay, what do you do? Like, how do you, how do you forever fix it? What's the actual fix? And everyone's going to laugh. What because is it? if you, if you really just read into this and just solely knowing this information that you are trapping something emotionally, your trauma is being bottled. You know, you have some sort of, um, it's a mental battle. That's what it is. Bottling that up and ignoring it, neglecting it, that kind of stuff, saying that it's not time for it, I'll get back to it later, all that kind of stuff. You're basically, actually, realistically, making it shine in other areas of your body. That's insane. So you're, you're repressing the pain and then it manifests in the yeah, form of a because physical symptom. Because your brain is not stupid. Your brain knows it. You know, it for example, you're dying. Your brain tells you to focus more on what? On the pain. Does it? For the most part. Talk to anyone that's, I mean, <laughs> not talk to anyone that's dying. But if you talk to, <laughs> if you listen to like, um, I don't know, any, any doctor that is willing to talk about like his own patients, he'll mm-hmm. tell you 100% of them. The pain. It's the pain. And right, right after the pain, what happens? Death, usually. Yeah. But for the most part, it's pain. It's suffering. It's, you know, getting the last breath. It's bleeding out to death. It's um, a seizure. It could be anything, right? Mm -hmm. But for the most part, it's pain. Uh, Pain signaling down. And (laughs) uniquely, we should, like, I had a feeling about this. And I'm like, I'm glad I looked into this. And I'm glad this actually popped up into my life. Because now I can dissect it and be like, I can understand these things a little bit better because it's going to help me. And if it helps me, it's going to help others. Right. 
it's just fascinating to me that physical pain can literally be induced by your brain, either by the thoughts, by, could be anything. So here's some clear examples of today. Uh, you lost your job, right? It's going to cause you chronic stress, you know, emotions flying everywhere. Mm-hmm. Pay attention to that. What kind of person, like, have you lost a job before? Did you ever go through like a, a rough patch? Test yourself. Do you have any lower back pain? Do you suddenly have discs and you're like 24? Anything that comes up quickly after a yeah. certain painful period? Because as, as I, like, I know we're, we're young. We're supposed to be healthy, right? Something's wrong if you're walking into the doctor and you're like, my knees ache. Yeah. Right? If you're 24 and that happened, the doctor would be like, what? Okay, let's get you checked out. And it's, it's not terrifying, but it's just, it's one of those feelings where it's like, I knew it. I knew it. You know how they tell you like psychologically your worries, they're not as heavy as like physical pain. Mm -hmm. Right. That's not true. It's been it right now. It's being proven that the opposite is what's true. Is that the, the mental is a lot stronger and will actually translate into physical. Do you think it ties into the saying sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. A lot of people have this conception that words just like won't do anything to them. It's not true. It depends on the person, but words do have a, have an incredible impact on your psyche, mm-hmm. especially if it's somebody else telling you something negative. It is not true. I don't think it's true because at the very least, any human being in the world can memorize and, and be memorable of things. Yeah. So you'll remember a certain moment, right? You may not be affected in the moment, but it could affect him 13 years from now, right? To a similar. Yeah, you have no you'll idea. You never know. That's the thing. Once you've seen something as a human, you can't really unsee it unless you go through Alzheimer's, go through something traumatic, you go through something that like knocked the wind out of you and you just lost memory. There are dudes who dedicate their entire lives to building a business empire and getting to the top of the, the mountain, so to speak, just because their dad didn't accept them, mm-hmm. didn't give them any like word of encouragement. Yeah. So think, literally, yeah. So that's that's unhealthy. That's not healthy. Well, I mean, but yeah. But would you rather be rich and on top of the world, coping that way, or poor and fucking? I mean, down and out. Honestly, depends on the philosophy you have in life. But sure. I I see your point though. Yeah. Why not be high and mighty when you're crying a Lambo or a Prius? Which one are you gonna take? <laughs> Come on, crying a Prius, bro. What the hell? It's quieter. Shut the fuck. <laughs> it's quieter. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god do you think an aventador has two doors or just one? Oh my god it's got four <laughs> doors <laughs> but the yeah. this the subject is fascinating because it, it ties into a book that i've known about i've never actually read it i've been through a lot of like review notes about it it's called the body keeps the score mm-hmm. and it was written by a dutch professor of psychiatry at boston university called bessel van der kolk mm. quite a name um, and he basically stresses that people who are suffering emotionally don't just suffer mentally. Their symptoms also show up on their bodies. There we go. Yeah. So, uh, like, what do you, what do you think is, th- I feel like a lot of us struggle with this today. You know, people, you know, people I know, and they may not know because, um, not the doctor's name. It's the author of The Divided Mind. 
But anyway, he's, it was according to his, like uh, everything that was documented was under his practice. Okay. It was uh, his own patients. So he, he was doing hundreds and thousands of patients actually. And he got in uh, to collect statistics around the world, uh, around the world, around the nation, I believe. Mm-hmm. For um, even thousands more patients to get along on this, you know, for more uh, experiment sake. And yeah, he's solving this. He said most people actually get fixed based off just knowing this information, reading the book or just visiting me. Like I would talk to them more than anything. Isn't that crazy? Isn't that insane? Like just exposing yourself to a new to idea. To some sense, to some new form of sense or um, whatever it is, new perspective. Uh, it's kind of like the untethered soul. Have you ever read that book? No, but a lot of this reminds me of the work of Joe Dispenza, mm. who is just a, oh, it's almost like, it's so it's, crazy. It's like, it's like neuro spiritual. It's so yeah. weird. It's all like rewiring how your brain works and like literally paving pathways within yeah. the, the, the neurons. It doesn't leave questions behind. No. That's the thing. He leaves you like, like content and fulfilled. Like you just learned a whole new universe filled with information. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like the untethered soul. It really tells you who that voice is inside of you. And that's not you. It's yeah. the same way that shatters that reality. And you're like, oh my God, I can almost do anything now. That's you know what you it feel. is? It's like the first time you make like, let's say, let's say you make 10K on a sale. You've mm-hmm. always been a nine to five person. Mm-hmm. That's just like, what? $10,000? Yeah, because look how long you worked. How many hours and how many BS customers you had to walk through and the management BS and then people taking time off and you you collecting people's shifts. How much did it take you to do 10K of that stuff? Like if you started off working at 16, 17, 18, bro, you can see the value of that immediately. You're like, whoa, I just made this in like less than a week. Yeah. This took me four or five years of doing this at Jack in the Box. <laughs> I don't know why you're working at Jack in the Box, but. <laughs> <laughs> don't work at Jack in the Box if you're making 10K for five years, yeah, bro. Yeah, do not. Just just don't. Yeah, it's insane, though. It is pretty insane. I, it, uh, it, also, it also reminds me that, um, I mean, we've seen the videos of like holotropic breathing, the Wim Hof method. Yeah. Once you get into those deep states of, uh, of oxygenation within the body, a lot of weird stuff can come up. People cry. People talk about like going through rep- repressed memories. Um, discovering that they were a victim of sexual abuse. Like there's a lot of stuff that can come up from the subconscious. So it's just one of the great ways. Yeah, to tap the in. subconscious is an interesting place. And I think it's it's the source of most of our complications or pain. Absolutely. Uh, because we don't know how to uh, give it definitions. Like we know that, uh, like we hear over and over again, we have the conscious and unconscious mind. Okay. And if you're conscious, you're aware. If you're unconscious, it's unaware. But you can be conscious of the unconscious. So how do you teach that to people? That's one of the most difficult things. Mm -hmm. So we get into all these books, right? And I think in my opinion, uh, if anyone's actually interested in that, they should check out The Untethered Soul because it does a great job within like 13 pages explaining what that voice is in your head. And that's your unconscious, dude. Yeah. And taking control of that and all that stuff. But it's like, Beyond that, there could be things, it's kind of scary in that sense, right? Because you're not going to be always in your unconscious and you, and you, you train yourself based on uh, patterns and scenarios. There are tests that you could do to um, 
be conscious of your unconscious. Mm -hmm. And the scary part is, is that you're, you're unconscious sometimes. It's like catch 22. Yeah. It's kind of like you can't, as a human being, you truly cannot be lazy in a sense because laziness is going to affect everything. Even your first initiation to practicing finding your unconscious. Mm -hmm. Like I thought about that and I'm like, if I was a lazy dude, I would just think endlessly (laughs) and it would, there would be no action followed by it. So action sometimes is just even by thought. It's so crazy. So what do you think is the, like, what do you think are some ways to tap into the unconscious or the subconscious as it's otherwise called? I think if you're uh, naturally a curious person, you are in touch with your senses for the most part, and you use them for simple things like conversations or uh, buying a gift or shopping for a car or working, whatever it is. Mm. Um. It's being creative as well. It's because creativity has this like, like hint of curiosity as well. I'm trying to think what, what is creativity at the end end of the day? Is it just, it mostly has to do with your subconscious because creativity is like insight. It's implementing an emotion into kind of like into something present something that's physical something that's yeah but is it something you can control outside of setting up your environment for it can you just create an insight like that no you gotta kind of well, here's the thing about creativity is that you dig into your mind when you dig into your mind there's like i feel like there's this state after your like initial the initial like mainstream ideas you start to dive in deeper and all of a sudden the room is shutting out. Yeah. That's like intense focus and that thought. I think creativity is just in that thought mode. Like a flow state. Yeah. Yeah. Essentially. Hmm. And, you know, from there you get to use your senses. So like, you know, uh, empathy. So I'm an empath. (laughs) I'm an empath, bro. Just uh, don't, don't be too hard on yourself. Like it's, it's kind of like things like that. It's your inner voice. Like if your inner voice is trained to be like, Oh, you don't deserve anything. You little sick idiot. You know, like you woke up sick today. Mm-hmm. You're just bashing yourself for being an idiot. Maybe that's the type of person you are. Yeah. No, you, you find like, here's the thing, the sinking of things. So we've talked about this before. If you want to relax, you have to sink your mind with your body and your soul. Take it easy. Bring it back together. Same thing kind of applies here. You're bringing things back together. So your mind, your body, and your soul is always going to be number one. That's that's number one thing of like to be creative. You know what I mean? Yeah. They have to be somewhat aligned. You have to be in a good state. You can't do things under pressure because they won't they won't come out from the heart and people will be able to tell. And you know that. Mm-hmm. So practicing that is already, I think, a good way to tap into the unconscious. Mm. And to tie into the original topic, I think um, 
I first learned about, I think I first learned about the body keeps the score and the whole idea of trauma being trapped within your body from Elliot Hulse. I, th- I think he was talking about bioenergetics and how you can tap into just your body and movement and training to get rid of all of that, mm. to like loosen your psyche up. Um, and the way he would do it is through like, you just jump up and down and just like let every muscle and joint loose. Like you're jumping up and down and just allowing- Like a ragdoll. Yeah, like a ragdoll. Um, and to the point where it actually has like this, what? This, um, what's the fucking word for it? This releasing effect you on your like, body, mind, spirit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think the number one way to, to like get rid of that stuff is to, you know, Tai Chi, sprinting, lifting, swimming. Hmm. Anything movement based. Yeah. Because what's interesting, and if you look in the wild, there's, there's, I have to make a differentiation between the sympathetic nervous system and the parasympathetic. Sympathetic hmm. is a uh, fight or flight. But there's an important part that a lot of people miss fight, flight, or freeze. A lot of like, you'll see this in small deer that are being chased by like lions and shit. They will completely freeze up because they know they're helpless. And that's their only survival strategy. And what you'll see is that people also do that in traumatic events. And that is where all of the, the emotion is trapped within their body. Hmm. Because where's the energy going to go? Yeah. They're standing still. Yeah. Okay. I can see that. Like the jumping up and down somewhat like the beat of releasing that energy is kind of bringing you back mm-hmm. to one whole piece. Like everything's aligned. So you're yeah. like feel safe to do anything at that point the psyche is insane that's that's the main point of this is that it controls most of all your complaints oh, so crazy so like i hear this all the time right and it's like someone goes man i have a migraine and i'm like what did you do today oh i worked what happened at work i always ask this I'm like like what happened at work and then they just be like Oh, nothing. Oh, actually, there's something annoying that did happen. And I'm like, what was it? And it was just like something to do with their boss and this and that. And they feel like misused and like they feel like they're getting doing more than they should be and like all this stuff. And they're getting pissed. And I'm like, there you go. That's the source. You didn't sort this out. You just kind of like said, I'll deal with this later. I always had a feeling that that was true. You know, Mm -hmm. that that could be relayed true. That me holding on to that, like a grudge kind of just bottling things up whatever unspoken and just waiting for yourself to explode is going to cost you, cause you a lifetime of pain. Yeah. And again, we're talking about spinal cord. We're talking about discs being either inflamed or compressed. Yikes. Shoulder pain, neck pain, pancreas. Dude, we're talking about gastro ulcerative, freaking <laughs> annihilation like yeah bowel syndrome incorrect movements like all, yeah. all things are like hip pain lower back pain foot pain heel pain like all kinds of stuff and this is not pseudoscience we know that yeah. stress alone is the number one contributor to heart disease mm-hmm. so one contributor us, to all disease not knowing we just go to these doctors and we go like oh like it's just like we're supposed to be here every month yeah. you know Hello, I'm here to subscribe to my doctor. Yeah, I'm here to just get myself checked out. I have some hip pain this month. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
We'll see what's ha- what happens next month. And you can almost assume something will happen next month. Yeah. Oh, he has the flu. <laughs> okay, he has some back pain. Great. You keep, you're flowing around. Like people's lives, I've realized, when you go to physical therapy, you'll notice this. You'll see all kinds of people walk in. Okay. Car accidents, construction workers, um, your average mom. Sports injuries. Yeah. yeah, sports injuries, all kinds of stuff. And then you're like, whoa, dude, like, why is everybody always in here? Like, I've been there twice on like three separate years. Okay. For like a month and a half at a time. That's it. And my third year, I still saw one of the guys there. Really? And I'm like, dude, is this like a subscription bit? And he's, here's what's funny. He was, he was just a, a construction worker. Didn't have any accidents or anything. He just has issues with um, hmm. shoulders, chest. Like yeah, that I, guess, I guess it's Trapped. just such a like ingrained pat- pattern in him that yeah, so, it's got to go for that So one. like, think about it. You know, if someone is, is as healthy as that guy was, he was young, alive, chilling, had a great job, um, was fit, and still had all that. And he was, he was confused himself. Like, he's like, you know, every once in a while, I'll just like switch body parts and I'm here for another <laughs> thing. And it's like, that's not right. No. You know, because they do fix them. Here's the problem is that medicine is fixing this stuff. But then the, you still come back with other series of pain. So mm-hmm. what this doctor did from the divided mind is he actually was just like, hold on. We're going to start fixing this from the psyche down. Yeah. And guess what? The psyche fixed them. The tough that, part that's, is that's the insane part to me. The tough part is how do you differ- differentiate between a symptom being just solely due to lifestyle and versus a traumatic event or trapped emotion because a headache, for example, because 98% of headache cases that I see, I mean, according to him, according to him, it, an emotion is an emotion. Your brain is going to send a signal the same way it sends a signal. It's just like, it's like a mechanism. Yeah. He was explaining mechanisms and he was explaining this thing about automation. Um, I do not recall, like, especially in detail, um, but something about your, the oxygen levels going into the brain and going into, um, like other parts of your body as well can be shortened. Yeah. Okay. So in that sense, your brain goes into this mode where it just sends pain signals rather than signals for you to deal with these thoughts or deal with that emotion or deal with Okay. That. You get what I mean? It's replaced. So in that sense, the human would be confused. Hence chronic stress. It just hurts. Chronic stress. Something hurts. Things that don't necessarily go away. So that's why when you go to a doctor and like, you'd be like, I just want a general checkup. And then you tell them, oh, like my shoulder hurts. Very common. They'd be like, okay, great. Um, Anything new happen in your life? And for most people they'd be like, no. Like, what's new in my life? I just want to kill myself. Like, what's new? You know? Well, yeah. okay. That's already the problem is that you already just brush that stuff off. You know what I mean? You know how many times I've heard that? We're just like, dude, just shoot me today. Like, I want to shoot myself. Too many times. They don't actually mean it, but it's just like, there's some hint, like it's an undertone of truth. And you're like, yeah. you're just, you're negative. People are going to say they're hydrated. Is, Meanwhile, they have like four coffees a day, exactly. three Dr. Peppers. I'm like, oh, okay. if you're having four coffees, you better be having like, like what? 18, 16 fluid ounce bottles God. of water. But anyway. Fucking IV of water. 
Constant drip. Yeah, just camelback. That's what we're going to start having on this podcast. Um, yeah, so very interesting. I think everybody needs to kind of like look into this because yep. ask yourself, why are you running away from your problems? You know, don't run away from your problems. This is something I'm trying to work on as well, you know, as a man, mm-hmm. as you are a man as well. Um, we try to work through these things so that we stay men. If anything, because if you don't, you're going to explode like an idiot. You're not being a human being, dude. Like, yeah, understand how your body operates. Yes. It's more understanding into how your psyche works, which helps you understand how your body works and why your body feels a certain way. What certain pain levels could mean. Like, do you have any pain right now? Yeah, all the time. I have neck pain. This is just nagging neck pain and like always. Yeah, always there. So it's like, it's kind of like, oh, maybe there's something I need to sort through. Dude, I used to have this gnarly fucking knot in my back, right in the middle of my back mm-hmm. for, what was it? It was probably a year. It would come off, it would like come and then go, yeah. come and go. And I could never you pinpoint You feel like it's a it signal. Was. It's like Morse code. Like some, it's trying to tell you something. Uh, exactly. Right? I could never pinpoint where it came from, yeah. fix my posture, everything. And then eventually over time, I just realized like, this pain's gone. It's like gone permanently. I don't know why. But it certainly wasn't because of like any postural change. Yeah. See, now after this, you should be able to pay attention and see if it comes back. If it comes back, you'd be like, did I think about something recently? And then start tracing patterns. You'd be like, mm-hmm. what if I can trace a thought to this pain? And it'd be like, okay, every time I thought about this, uh, within the span of two weeks, it like hits. Yeah. Something like that. And the, like, that's how I've been thinking. And that's how I've always kind of thought. It's just, I like patterns. I like recognizing patterns and I can't help but recognize patterns, which is why I make a lot of puns. It's very, very simple for me, at least. We like the puns. Yeah. And then like getting it confirmed, you know, you talk about, um, you know, a bunch of doctors finding this out and it's like, they actually have been practicing it Mm -hmm. for their patients. It's like, wow. Or at least the good doctors. My first thought was like, I need to find this doctor. I need to go visit him. Yeah. I want to go visit him and see what's happening because this guy is just, we need to protect him at all costs. We need to protect him from the government. No, dude, he's the, I mean, think about it. Naturally, he's going to die soon. So yeah, he's an older doctor and uh, we need a lot of that information. Um, But yeah, I think that's uh, pretty much it. I don't know, but. Is it? For, well, for me, for that. Yeah. Oh, I wanted to go into like, you know, we're big Mercedes lovers. Oh, big Mercedes lovers, bro. I was telling And we Zade. literally just thought of the topic before we recorded. <laughs> bro. I was talking to Zade about, because uh, I dropped off my Benz this morning and I was like, listen, it needs servicing. Wait, you bro. Know. You have a Benz? Yeah, I have a Benz. You have Benz, bro? Yeah, I do have a Benz. Damn, you're high Fine. status, aren't you? A little bit. <laughs> call it medium status because we haven't, we don't have the Lambo yet, but uh, the Lambo comes after the 911 Carrera. So see, maybe even the GT3. Hold on. <laughs> Um, but yes, I was, I was telling him, I was like, dude, imagine what's the last thing I said. Oh, imagine Mercedes made houses. Ooh, Ooh. we were like going down this chain of like, bro, go into detail. Imagine Mercedes made this, right? Like what would the front, what would the entrance look like? Dog. It would be like chrome plated with an indent of like matte black. And it would have like, fucking Mercedes logo yeah, on the just, door. No, no, no. That's not what it would look like. I think it would look like a fish tank, to be honest. 
What kind of fish tank? Just a glass fish tank with like a oh. black roof. Like the the dealership in uh, Newport. It's a dealership. In, there's a what? What? There's a fish tank. De- no, no. There's a Mercedes Benz <laughs> dealership in Newport. I'm bro. like, what are you talking about? How have I not dealership for fish tanks? I mean, that makes what? sense. You said Newport, Newport Beach fish tank. <laughs> I'm like. <laughs> Yeah, you oh, can man. get fucking Shocking 12% APR on this goldfish. Yeah, no, no, no. Not at all. Bro, no. But like, think about that. Like an actual fish tank. Yeah. What, you, what, what dealership are you talking about? Fletcher Jones? The, yeah, Fletcher Jones. The big one. It's, I'm just trying to imagine that as a house. Just picture my fish tank, bro. My sure. fish tank that I own yeah. downstairs. Yeah. Imagine that, but like a building. And it's just like, I guess kind of like a dealership. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's exactly how it would be. <laughs> like, how, it's just a Mercedes <laughs> dealership. <laughs> now imagine if Mercedes made mm. a jet. Damn. I mean, we know how their sprinters look like. We know that the Pagani Huayra has an AMG Ooh. engine. So sexy. There's... Ooh, dude, I could, I'm, I'm picturing the stitching right now. The stitching on that stuff. Premium. Yeah, and we already know if Mercedes has a plane, there's no economy, dude. Bro, Mercedes guitar. Yeah. Mercedes shoes. Mm-hmm. Mercedes shoes? Ooh, fine, like leather. Wait, no, 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 no. Well, look the, around. The details of a house, like a Mercedes house, what the hell would that be? That'd be like a chrome-plated fridge. I gotta search this. I bet. I bet you it exists. How much you want to bet? I think an artist probably made like a interior design model of it, a three D model. This has to exist. Mm-hmm. Maybe not though. AMG fridge. AMG fridge. Damn, bro. Do you imagine some shit like this? Is that yeah. too futuristic? It's not too futuristic. Like I can imagine like a floating roof over your head with some glass panes holding it down. You know what I mean? Yeah. I can see that. Mercedes house. Yeah. See, I picture like black chrome, that kind of stuff. Yeah. When it comes to Benz. Sleek. Very sleek, bro. I can imagine like a forest on the roof too. Like a mini forest with like Japanese trees. Yeah. Very nice. You heard about Suicide uh, Island? What is the Suicide Forest? the fuck where'd that come from japan bro oh yeah that's you where uh what jake paul filmed the dead body logan paul or logan paul yeah. which i'm surprised he actually got a cut dude he got away with that easily i mean well, not easily, what's the worst like, that's gonna happen he just filmed a dead body yeah but it went, a, in a, it went in against a forest that's known for suicides like, yes but it went against the, the fact that it was like for family and kids and it was on youtube yeah well everybody has an attention span of like <laughs> fucking two seconds nobody's gonna care Nobody's gonna, it's the tight, the thumbnail, bro. The <laughs> thumbnail's like a, who's this Pokemon? It's like a dead guy. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it just makes no sense to me. At the time it didn't. Yeah. And I was, I was young too, bro. Like 24 out here. Fuck. And I still thought that shit was disgusting. All attention is good. Good yeah. attention in this economy. But then I saw this uh, funny video of Jake Paul a couple days ago. And uh, he was like talking smack about some fighter. And then he threw a pitch. Like a like a baseball pitch, mm. and it took forever to, to travel to the dude's glove, <laughs> and he thought he, he threw it hard, right? Yeah, and it's just like he's like, "Yeah, catch me on the." I'm like, "Bro, shut the hell up!" Like, Throwing is one of those motions that really doesn't jive with me. 
Why? Like a full-on throw. I feel like I have some like shoulder. I just need to strengthen Mobility my shoulders issues. and shit. Yeah, yeah. You do. Build more muscle. You know what the shoulder. best exercise is for that for me? Hmm. The uh, grabbing Overhead a stick. Press. Grabbing a stick and then just actual doing um, shoulder rotations. Do like 10. Oh, I do that with the bands. Widen the grip. Yeah. Once you widen, now you're stretching more of the outer. Mm. You get me? It gets your uh, rotator cuffs just a lot more uh, ready. Supple so, rotator cuffs. That's pretty sick, dude. Coming to a dealership near you, Mercedes Benz. Yes. Um, yeah, so we have a guest coming up on uh, pretty soon. We haven't confirmed anything, we but haven't confirmed anything, this but is like literally last minute. This was happening as we were setting up for this episode. So oh, hmm. Another guest. Another guest, huh? So, yeah. It's going to be an interesting one. He's, he's an interesting character. 100%. I love that dude, bro. But yeah, dude, there's a lot of things that we could be uh, like talking about. And uh, one of like the reverse thoughts that I've been having lately. <laughs> the reverse thoughts. I have had a reverse thought, dude. And it's kind of like I was trying to be in the mind of a narcissist. Okay. And I'm like, what would that be like? What am I focused on? What are my goals? You know? It's just all about you. Yeah, but, but what? But what? You know? What do you mean? What, like, what, what is it about me? Like, what is it? Am I going to buy an AMG today? Yeah, because you're so That's great. It? Yeah, but what if you have no money and you're a narcissist? Doesn't matter. You're going to buy an AMG? It makes no sense. No. If you're a high level, but it's nar- me, me, if you're me. a narcissist with high IQ, it's a dangerous combo. Then you can befriend people. Then you can get the AMG somehow. No, I will have to humbly disagree. <laughs> Why? I don't know. I feel like they have they have a much larger struggle that they won't talk about because they're narcissists. But do they? I think that I think they do because we've painted narcissists to be like this robot that that the Terminator has provided us with, right? <laughs> no emotions. Keep going. Um, just hard headed, me 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 me, selfish as hell, doesn't care about anyone, emotionless, mm-hmm. will never cry at a funeral. You know, like that kind of stuff. And I'm like, dude, why is it painted to us like that? I'm pretty sure narcissists could be like, they're, the reason why they are narcissists is because they're holding on to something very deep in emotion. Well, let's read the definition. Narcissism is a self-centered personality style characterized as having an excess, excessive interest in one's physical appearance or image and an excessive preoccupation with one's own needs, often at the expense of others. I think I could be wrong on this, but I think narcissism is the desire to be humble, very closely related to sociopath tendencies. How? Well, yes, yes, yes. At the expense of other people. Yeah. What's a sociopath? I mean, you can argue on the details. Maybe just does doesn't feel emotion. A narcissist does. Yeah. But but how do we know he doesn't feel emotion? Because we can test it. I assume. Usually, the biggest serial no, killers. No, no, no. Because I feel like. Knowing and feeling is different. Okay. You you can't, you can tell me I'm angry right now, but I don't know how you feel. Truly. Give me a measuring scale. I have no idea. True. Is it, is it truly sitting at zero? Like if I'm talking on this mic, these levels should be going up as I talk. If I have no emotions, right. And I'm receiving all this stuff. Is it just at zero the whole time? And I'm just, it's just <laughs> filling in. That makes no sense. I feel like there is. You think maybe daddy beat them too much as a child and now they're just possibly they just have like a weight on them. I think that's very possible. Yeah. But like, it's like the longing to be humble. They just don't know how to be humble. Maybe. Have you thought about it in reverse? 
as being a narcissist? Yeah, like I, I am embarrassed to even ask how to be humble because I don't know what it is, but I have this feeling and maybe, maybe it is humbleness, but I do this better. So I'm just going to stay a narcissist. I this think, I think a lot of my natural tendencies edge towards that. Narcissism? Yeah. Narcissism. Interesting. But also, like, I don't have a problem being humble. That's the thing. Hmm. You'll see this a lot in uh, people that are less generous. And I don't mean money. I mean, like, less generous in uh, sacrifice. Mm -hmm. So, like, how you treat your guests or, you know, things like that. Yeah. But it's interesting because, like I said, we are told, like, oh, they have no emotions. Who said that? Well, we can test it. Well, can you feel it? No. You're, you're going solely based off of words. Mm -hmm. So I guess that's my, kind of my question. It's just, like, how do we know that? I'm, I'm sick of hearing. Look like, at their actions, I guess. He acts like a narcissist. Like, if a, I mean, a serial killer who's a sociopath. Murders, what, 15 people? Mm -hmm. Does that person have any emotion? Sympathy, empathy. I don't think, Maybe they, have no any, sympathy, I don't think they have any of that. But to say he has no emotion, that's where I'm like, what? No, he must have had some sort of emotion. There's no way. Is he lacking sympathy? Sure. As a killer? Yeah, sure, he's lacking sympathy. Hmm. They know what they did. And they just seemingly don't care. Now, when they go to prison for the rest of their life or whatever, do you think they're just emotionless? Like, they're just like, yeah, this is life, right? No. I'm pretty sure they're feeling something. But it's not what we think they're feeling. That's, that's what I'm saying. We don't know. It's, it's just, there's no way it's borderline zero. It could be. We don't know, but it's just like, I'm saying, think of this in reverse for a second. Do they have a longing like, you know how we don't understand how narcissists can be narcissists? Mm -hmm. What if they don't understand how you could be a normal human? Yeah. I think that's very possible. We don't think about that enough, is what I'm trying to say. It's like, and that's kind of like part of my curious mind, I think. It's kind of like, don't stop asking questions, but maybe you want to feel bad, you know? Like the, the uh, Ted Bundy. Was it Ted Bundy? Yeah, Ted Bundy, the movie mm -hmm. with Zac Efron. Yeah. You start rooting for this guy. And this guy has is just killing people left and right, right? In the most brutal ways, tricking them, that kind of stuff. But you're rooting for him. You're like, I don't want him to go to prison. Because of how charismatic he is? Yeah. And you're, and you're like, well, I'm, getting, I'm being tricked here. So it's, it's scary to me how you can see that point of view now. Like I've been exposed to that. You're like, holy crap. I can, I'm not siding with my own people anymore. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. This guy's a serial killer. What am I doing? Yeah. But somehow I'm drawn to it, right? You're like, okay. Go back to normal societal behavior. <laughs> and you're like, you're like, okay, yeah, that guy's a narcissist, crazy, psycho, wacko, right? But you are able as a human being to see both sides. And this is why True. I tell people like jury duty sucks. I know. But depending on the case, sometimes you'd be like, ooh. How do you know what case it is though? They're spilling tea until you go. They yeah. tell you what the case is about. So if it's like a murder or something, you're like, damn, you'll get to look at <laughs> pictures. Damn, you know? Damn. Like firsthand, you'd be like, all right, great. This is cool. But it teaches you a lot. 
you're like, I actually sometimes gets very difficult. You're like, oh my God, I can either sympathize. I can sympathize with a narcissist sometimes. They could be that good at it, right? You could True. be like, look at it this way. They are struggling so hard to find a way to be generous and humble and to care for people. <laughs> They're shouting from the inside. And the only way they are shouting they can do that is by being a narcissist. Can you see that? Let me try to think about this. Can you see that? If I was desperate for attention, desperate for love, desperate for community. Yeah, I don't need any of that, so I'm good. (laughs) I'm trying to think if it makes sense to then compensate with. No, I I can see that. Because you feel like you can't, you feel like your needs are not going to be met by anybody else. Mm -hmm. So then you go into an extreme direction. Yeah. Where you just compensate your own needs to an amazing degree. Yeah. To where you'll hurt other people. I can see that. Yeah. And I think the question would be like, if I was a narcissist, I'd just be like, why am I like this? Like, does that, does that question not come up? Why am I like this? Does that question not come up? Like, we ask ourselves questions personally like without saying it out loud we just mm-hmm. ask ourselves questions i wonder it's like that's it's just something that i will always wonder you should become a narcissist for a month report back to us i'm down <laughs> at a future episode yeah saeed becomes a narcissist for about a month <laughs> <laughs> what is he going to discover oh my god find out on the next episode of if it isn't narcotics <laughs> Nar. My God, dude. Yeah, it's just an interesting world. And um, as much as we have to look out for each other, we have to look, you know, we have to look away from other people's direction as well. Because some people's view is just absolutely horrendous. Like a narcissist, you know? Some people on TikTok like to say our view is horrendous, but I disagree. Watch the full episode. Exactly. Shit makes sense. Yeah, the only thing you should be viewing is uh, episode 170. Ooh. Yep. Because it has come to an end, unfortunately. But uh, if you did like this episode, you can go ahead and check out the many others we have on our Spotify at the 2AM podcast. We're also up at 2AM on Twitter, on Instagram, on YouTube at the 2AM podcast. Go ahead and check us out. Give us a follow. And you do not want to go to sleep tonight because that's all you will be doing. Anyway, anything left, Sage? Just watch it. Episode one. Just keep watching. Episode one. I love that. Dedicate your life to the two on podcast. Yes, sir. Watch us uh, talk shit on Star Wars. <laughs> anyway, guys, we will catch you next time. Take it easy. Peace. <laughs>